Hello and welcome to Owl Pellets, Tips for Ag Teachers podcast. Our goal at Owl Pellets is to help agriculture teachers like you find research-based solutions to the problems you face every day in the high school classroom and as you advise your FFA chapter. Here you will find practical tips for your agricultural classroom and interesting information to incorporate into your teaching. We invite the best agricultural education faculty and researchers from around the country to come and talk with us and share what they have learned. The Owl Pellets crew is Kate Shoulders from the University of Arkansas, Marshall Baker from Oklahoma State University, and me, Brian Myers from the University of Florida. For more information on Owl Pellets, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and visit our webpage at owlpelletsforag.wordpress.com. That's owlpelletsforag, all one word, .wordpress.com. This week, the Owl Pellets crew talks with Dr. Kristen Starr from Louisiana State University about Common Core state standards. We discuss how to integrate Common Core into school-based ag ed, what it should really look like, why we even need to do it, and is it really as simple as Kristen says. Kristen helps us better understand how Common Core standards can be used. She gives great examples from successful ag teachers from around the country. I'm sure you'll find some practical tips you can use in your classroom today. Now on to the interview. Hello, Owl Pellets. We are lucky to have with us Kristen Starr from the Louisiana State University. Dr. Starr, thanks for being with us. Hi, guys. Thanks. Good morning. So, Kristen, we are excited to have you here with us. Why don't you tell us all a little bit about yourself and what we're going to be talking about today? Sure. Um, I taught high school in North Carolina. Went and got my master's and PhD from North Carolina State University, and then I was a faculty member at New Mexico State for a couple years. That's where I actually did some of the uh, Common Core research we're going to talk a little bit about today. And now I've been at Louisiana State University. I'm starting my fourth year here. Um, in addition to working with the teacher ed program, I also do a little bit of stuff with our ag residential college and work with all of our freshmen on campus. Excellent. So your work here, you're looking about how teachers integrate common core standards in their courses. What, what's kind of the biggest, biggest take home you want for us to get today? For the most part, when we look at common core standards, we always start by thinking about those awful memes we see on Facebook. You know, you see those math pages that people copy of this is what common core math looks like now. And so as we started to see states integrating common core, we had a lot of uh, perceptions about what common core was going to be all about. And so as teachers started being asked, hey, you're going to have to include this in your classroom, um, obviously, from a non-core teacher perspective, when we look at ag and other CTE professionals, that was really intimidating and really challenging. And I think a lot of teachers uh, were pretty apprehensive about going through and integrating Common Core. So we're going to talk a little bit about what the Common Core standards actually look like, what they are. Um, and then we're going to talk a little bit about teachers who have successfully made that integration and what that looks like and how they were able to do it successfully. So let's start with that first part, what the Common Core looks like, because I know exactly what you're talking about with those um, images of people taking photos of their kids' homework and saying, this is what Common Core did to my kid and why they can't do math anymore. So why is that not Common Core and what what is that that we're seeing on Facebook in those photos? And what is Common Core, really? Can you help dispel some of those myths? Sure, yeah. So 
you know, people, we look at those, those math pages and it's got math things going on that none of us were ever taught. You know, we weren't taught that way. And so there's a lot of frustration with people as they're trying to help their kids with homework. And now the way they count, multiply, divide, all that basic math is handled a lot differently. When you go in and look at the Common Core State Standards and what they actually are, um, I've got one pulled up right now. So uh, the Kindergarten Common Core State Standard, uh, this is one of the basic ones for math content. And the standard says simply count to 100 by ones and tens. That's it. That is all the standard says. So if you go through and start looking, and you can pull this up online, do a quick Google search for Common Core State Standards, and you can go through all of these standards. Nowhere in the standards do they tell you how it has to be taught. Nowhere in the standards does it tell you this is the process that has to be used. The standards are actually really vague, and that was intentional uh, when they developed a lot of the standards, that they wanted to include guidelines of what the children should be able to do by the end of that but they didn't want to tell the teachers this is how you have to teach it. So uh, another example, understand the relationship between numbers and quantities. Connect counting uh, to quantities. So really, really basic, really vague. What we saw happen is a lot of these textbook companies went to go upgrade their stuff to Common Core and along the way they changed the way that they teach. And we saw this process actually happen several years before Common Core State Standards got developed. I have a good friend who's an elementary teacher in North Carolina, and she was starting to talk about this process was coming down the pipeline to them, and they were doing math in very different ways, and it was uh, causing some stress to elementary school teachers. So I think we had several things that happened all at once, and it kind of caused the Common Core standards to get a little muddled of what they actually are. But they're actually very vague. Um, give just clear directions of where they want students to end, and then how that process is taught really depends on the teacher, the schools, and what textbook companies those schools decide to go with. So what you're telling me then is we're not seeing, when we see those, that's not actually Common Core, and we're seeing almost a, a marketing thing, a red wagon that someone comes in and, says, and sells to the schools, here's how you should be teaching math, and that's not Common Core is what you're saying. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's kind of how the textbooks chose to market some things, but when we really look at those, those common core standards, they're actually pretty simple and basic. So you gave us a great example of one at a kindergarten level. So as I think about um, an agricultural educator, what, you know, what are some of those standards looking like? And, you know, you know sometimes an ag teacher could say, I love supporting everyone that is in a tested subject, but it's not necessarily in my specific curriculum. And so, uh, you know, what, what is the role in your research and what you have studied? In your opinion, what is the role of the ag teacher in helping these develop these big guiding principles which are in the Common Core? Especially when we look at English. And, and when I start to kind of tell teachers that, they're like, wait, really? English? English is where we, we come in better than math? But with Common Core standards in English, they really like to look at informational and technical texts, which we use all the time in agriculture. Um, a lot of the ag teachers that uh, I've talked with that have successfully done some integration with Common Core, it's really just been a process of going through the standards and taking some time to do it. There's some easy apps and other, other things on the, 
um, phone and the computer that will let you go through and skim through the standards really quickly and say, hey, um, okay, so have students identify steps in a process using a technical manual. Awesome. I, in Ag Mechanics, I have them change the oil. That's a technical manual that you can use that has simple steps, and you're helping them tie into those common core standards. Uh, the next generation science standards are very similar as well. We do all this stuff in our classes, and that's probably the biggest piece that, that I tell ag teachers and that I share with my students as well is that once you know your standards, there's a ton of ways that we do this every day in our classrooms already. We already integrate math in a lot of different ways, everything from feed rations to calculating area and perimeter for shop projects. Um, putting together board feet for a bill of materials. All of those pieces are math and they fit common core standards. Science standards, we do that all the time. We always talk about how, we're, how we integrate science in our classroom. English standards, we use those technical texts, we have them go through and identify main points, identify main steps. So with my students, they always start off really intimidated of, hey, oh man, I can't incorporate this stuff. Once they learn it, and once they learn those standards, it's a breeze to go through and calculate and, and say, this is what we're already doing as ag teachers anyway. It's just learning the language. So, so with that, Kristen, with your experience and what you found in your study, how, what's the, the best thing that teachers can do as they found out that their building principal or whoever else come down and said, hey, we need to start showing how we're integrating and how we're showing the common core in all of our courses. So what would you recommend to that teacher, to their first step be? Sure. With anything, and, and you know, you guys know this, uh, the teachers listening know this, anytime we are asked as teachers to integrate something, it can really go one of two ways. We can either be told, just do it and figure it out and make it good and make it happen, and we know that's not very effective. What the teachers that I've worked with, both um, in the states that I've worked with, as well as with these research studies, they all pretty much have kind of the same things to say, is that once I got training in good professional development on Common Core, I realized it wasn't so scary. I figured out how to integrate it in my classroom, and I was able to do some really cool things with it. That professional development piece is absolutely key to this, and helping the teachers see where they fit in, see how they can connect to core teachers, and then showing them how these can be really effective in their classrooms. Um, that really makes for successful practice. We've got to get past being intimidated and just getting thrown the lingo and actually being taught, hey, how do we find these standards and how do we integrate that into what we're already doing? I saw some really awesome examples, uh, one in particular at Las Cruces High School when I was in New Mexico. Um, the ag teacher there, uh, he taught a lot of wildlife courses and he partnered with the English teacher. Again, those technical writing standards were really important and was something they were pushing. So uh, the English teacher taught the technical writing piece. He taught the wildlife piece to, to both, both classes. And they put together zoo information cards for different species of animals. Um, so the students as a whole got together, one English student, uh, one wildlife student, they were partnered up. They got to develop these cards for zoos that integrated the writing as well as the natural resource wildlife content. Awesome project. Kids loved it. Teachers were happy. So we talk about good PD. What, what 
in this particular case, what makes for the good, the best professional development to help teachers do this? And then what happens if you're in a school and maybe you're not lucky enough to have good professional development provided? What's something I could do on my own to reach out to help help me do a better job of this or make it easier at least? Again, I think the first step is really getting to know your standards and seeing how we can fit in with them. If you go through and take the time to read through a couple of uh, the higher level high school English, math, and science standards, it becomes pretty clear on some ways that, that we, can, we can integrate those pieces in our classroom. We, we go through and identify, I tell my students to identify 10 to 20 common core standards that they think they can work with immediately. And generally it's the technical, technical reading pieces, it's the, some of the basic math that they're already doing. And then just having them incorporate that into some of the things they're already doing and make sure that they're documenting it. And telling students, and that's another big piece, and we, we've heard about that in other research as well, is just reminding the students, hey guys, we're doing math. Hey, you know that technical reading that you guys are doing in your English class right now? That's what we're doing right now with this manual or with this, uh, with this booklet. Um, so helping the students make the connection. And when we talk about good professional development, you kind of talked about, you kind of asked two different questions, one about good professional development and one about what can teachers do on their own. With good professional development, we have to see that students are getting something out of it. So as we go through, we have to see that our students are actually going to benefit from what we're doing and what we're learning. Otherwise, teachers aren't going to use it. So figuring out those projects where they can work with their English teachers, figuring out those projects where they can work with their math teachers, talking with them, and then figuring out ways that we can use it in our classroom a little bit more effectively is, is huge. And again, it's not a whole lot different than what we're already doing. It's just identifying those pieces that we're including in our classrooms and working to, to make it a little bit more effective. Well, thank you very much, Dr. Starr. You know, as we think about this and, and the work that you're doing to connect these two things, so many times um, Common Core is just thinking more deeply. And I can hear you saying that. I can hear you saying that that's connecting to ag education. So hopefully all the teachers that are listening to this can think about, you know, not becoming a core teacher, but how do we supplement and augment and how do we uh, encourage that deep thinking. So thanks a lot for bringing light to those things today. And um, joining the Owl Pellet community. Hello, Owl Pellet family. This is Marshall Baker at Oklahoma State University. I'm going to take just a short minute to share with you a little bit about our Department of Agricultural Education, Communications, and Leadership at Oklahoma State. The Department of Agricultural Education, Communications, and Leadership develops students into well-rounded agricultural professionals. Whether they want to pursue a career as an agricultural education teacher, which we would love, magazine editor, public relations specialist, sales and marketing associate, extension educator. No matter what that job is, our department can help students achieve their goals. Our faculty and staff work closely with students inside and outside of the classroom to create a family atmosphere and help students feel that this is a place they can call home. Our department offers advisors that are also faculty members. They spend unique one-on-one -on -one time advising each student. We teach courses and we're involved professionally in the areas that the students are studying.
These faculty advisors, I being one of them, assist in planning individual programs for every student that walks through our door. We pride ourselves in our open door policy. We love to invite students to stop by our office, talk about their life, talk about the decision to teach ag, and their academic pursuits here at OSU. You know, it doesn't hurt that Oklahoma State's also nestled in a wonderful town, Stillwater, Oklahoma. We find it very easy to continue to stay strong and stay rooted in agriculture, one of the primary industries in our state. If students are looking for an experience in an undergraduate program, we hope you would consider Oklahoma State University for that option. You can look at our department by going to www.aged.okstate.com. We'd love to have you on campus. Please contact any of us and we can make that happen. I appreciate you tuning into the podcast and go Pokes! I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Owl Pellets. Please visit our webpage for more information on this topic and to learn more about all of our guests. Be sure to follow Owl Pellets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It would also be great for you to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. Also, we ask that you please take a moment and comment on our podcast so others can find it as well. So for Kate and Marshall, this is Brian here by the Owl Pellet saying thanks and we look forward to seeing you again on another episode of Owl Pellets, Tips for Ag Teachers.